The gospel lesson this morning comes from Luke 18, verses 1 through 8. Then Jesus told them a parable about their need to pray always and not to lose heart. He said, in a certain city there was a judge who neither feared God nor had respect for people. In that city there was a widow who kept coming to him and saying, grant me justice against my opponent. For a while he refused, but later he said to himself, Though I have no fear of God and no respect for anyone, yet because this widow keeps bothering me, I will grant her justice so that she may not wear me out by continually coming. And the Lord said, listen to what the unjust judge says, and will not God grant justice to his chosen ones with, who cry out to him day and night? Will he delay long in helping them? I tell you. He will quickly grant justice to them, and yet which the Son of Man come, and when the Son of Man comes, will he find faith on earth? The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Will you pray with me? Gracious and holy God, we thank you for these words. We pray that what we think and say would be acceptable and pleasing in your sight, O God. In all these things we pray. Amen. My time in the military has taught me a lot about a lot of things. Most of it useless. <laughs> one of the most useless items that I've learned is something that no one understands on the outside, and that is all of the acronyms. Seriously, it's ridiculous. Every single thing that happens or every piece of equipment in the military seems to have an abbreviation of just letters. So bear with me. CAS, DAS, SEAL, ARG, MU, INDEX, FINEX, POD, PB for T, CDB, not to be confused with CBD, that doesn't go very well in the military, FMF, XOI, PHA, PRT, LCAC, Humvee, MRAP, MRE, OOD, CDO, CO, XO, PX, MCX, NEX, and that's just a few, believe me. It's so confusing, and the first time I received an email from an 06, my direct supervisor, with bluff in it, B-L-U-F, I felt really stupid. I panicked a little bit because I was so unsure of what it meant. Sometimes you can piece together bits of information from your experience and glean from the context what these acronyms mean, but I could not figure this one out. And so, in order so that uh, this novice officer didn't miss anything and have something reflect poorly on me, I emailed the 06, he was a, a great guy, uh, the, the captain or the colonel in, the, in all the other branches, and he emailed back and said that bluff meant bottom line up front. And so the bluff 
usually was in the correspondence to anybody, and it was a very short sentence on, on who was going to be involved, who was going to execute it, when and where. And so it was common to see something like Bluff, Alpha Company 0900 LZ Falcon. That meant that Alpha Company was going to be at this certain time at this landing zone practicing something. There's a bluff for us today. There's uh, only one of two, and I'm so thankful that Jesus provided a bluff. Finally, right? We don't have to wonder about what Jesus is trying to teach us. We don't have to pretend like we understand what he's saying. We don't have to scratch our heads along with disciples on trying to decipher what Jesus has for us and what it means for us. The bluff for our parable is the first thing Jesus says. Jesus spoke a parable to them to show that it is necessary always to pray and not lose heart. Thank you, Jesus, for being so concise. I can get on board with this kind of clarity. And just so you know, the next one, the next bluff is next week, and we'll talk about that one. But for today, we know for sure with crystal crystal clarity that Jesus is talking about the necessity of always praying and to keep praying. So to make his point, he uses two people, the judge. Like today's judges, the judge possessed extraordinary power. In Israel, the judge was the final say. There wasn't a jury or even a court of appeals. What the judge said was final. There was no ifs, ands, or buts about it. And I remember when my kids came home from preschool one day singing a song that went something like, you get what you get and you don't throw a fit. That's what we're talking about today with the judges. But judges were given clear guidance on how they should execute their role in the community. According to Deuteronomy 1.17, it says that they must not be partial in judging, hear out the small and the great alike. The judge was responsible for justice among the people that was molded in the righteousness of God, which they found written in the Torah, the law. Unfortunately, this judge was a little sideways and like most other occupations that you can think of, likely succumbed to temptations that led to corruption. As you can imagine, wealthy Israelites could persuade this judge to speed up or slow down a verdict or cause that verdict to come out in their favor by simply floating some cash their way, maybe the secret handshake with a wad of money rolled up in it. This may have been why the judge had sidestepped hearing her case in the first place because he was waiting on either her or her opponent to influence him. This judge had strayed so far from the guidance in Deuteronomy that Luke tells us he didn't even fear God or have respect for anyone. This judge had become his own entity, his own set of rules, his own law. The widow, 
Widows had a special place in Israel, and the community was frequently reminded that special care should be offered to them, along with orphans and foreigners. In ancient Israel, these three groups were absolutely powerless. Widows, in particular, were held with high regard because they would not ever inherit any, anything from their deceased husbands because that would fall to other male family members. And so they were easily, very easily, they could be broke, homeless, and hungry. Luke has created tension by bringing these two social roles into contact with each other. The judge has elevated himself above everyone else in the community, has removed himself from the interdependency that the community was supposed to offer and benefit from. And he was actually abusing his power of his abusing the power of his position for his own gain and at the expense of the weak the powerless, the poor, and the marginalized, all of which was represented in the widow. The weak, poor, and marginalized of society had nothing, and they relied heavily on the community for help and care and survival, and the widow was the most vulnerable of all adults completely at the mercy of those around them. Her petition to the judge causes these worlds to collide, the world of the mighty and powerful with the weak and powerless. In the end, the judge finally heard the case and then issued a just verdict. But it wasn't because he was doing his job as he should have been. Verse 5 says, Because this widow keeps bothering me, I will grant her justice so that she may not wear me out by continually coming. The widow kept after him, and he couldn't take it anymore. So basically, my wife's nagging is biblical. And it works too. Just, just joking. It turns out that the Greek word used to describe the exhaustion the judge felt is mostly used to describe a physical altercation where the individual ends up with a blackened eye. The judge essentially feared for his physical safety And if a widow were really able to blacken his eye, he would have been disgraced in the community and that would have been the end of his career. His decision to cast a verdict while just was completely selfish. But I'm curious about what it was for which the widow was praying. What would be so important that the most vulnerable and powerless adults would face off with a judge that had the most might. We don't know what it was except that she wanted justice in her life, and she wanted it desperately. 
She wanted it enough to the point of bonking the judge over the head. She was not giving up on it, and she spent her energy pursuing it. Jesus' initial explanation of this parable is important, that it is necessary always to pray and not to lose heart. Never give up on praying regardless of how long it takes. We don't know what all needs to happen in our lives for the answer to those prayers to be granted. We might need to endure a season of prayer so that we gain a better understanding of God's answer and appreciate it more when it is granted. More than if we had just been granted the answer to our prayer immediately. And so I can't help but wonder about our own prayer lives and whether or not we have the stick to to receive God's answers that God has for us. Let's face it, today, instant gratification is a real thing. And if our gratification is delayed even a little bit, we get irritated, right? I wonder if since we're being trained that way, that if we don't get an answer from God within our allotted response time, we give up on that prayer. I think it's becoming easier for us to shrug our shoulders and relegate the silence to an unanswered prayer or a desire that will never be granted than it is to keep praying. But if it comes from our heart and it's just and fair and righteous and we pray to God concerning it, how could we just give up so easily? Kathy and I and our family spent an extra year praying for the adoption process in Cambodia. We spent a year praying for justice and righteousness, and God finally did answer those prayers. I want to encourage you to keep praying for justice, for righteousness, for those parts of your life that will help you lead a just and right life. And pray for those parts of your life until God answers. Pray for others who you know are struggling the same way and keep on praying for them until God answers. God will answer them. We don't know when or how or if in a way we want God to. But we know that God will indeed answer them because God loves you more than any corrupt judge ever could. Would you pray with me? God, we are so thankful that you love us so much, that you answer our prayers, and so we pray, God, that our ears and our minds and our hearts and our eyes would be always open to hearing your answer. Give us the strength to endure so that we might receive a just and righteous answer from you in our prayers. All these things we pray. Amen. Mm -hmm.